What's up, feasters? Welcome back to another great episode of the Anime Feast. I'm Dominique, and as always, with me are my co-hosts, the wonderful and talented Tawan. What up? You guys ready to get your head in the game? Fucking awful. Uh, and <laughs> even more talented and wonderful because of that, uh, Matthew. I'm ready to game if you guys are. <laughs> God. I, I feel like it would have been better if like, I'm... I feel like you would, it would have been better if you're like, I'm more game than you are. I don't know. <laughs> it's going to be a long one, guys. <laughs> I mean, you're no king game of games. No, okay, yeah. <laughs> you know, like Yu Yimoto, yeah. king of games, even though he's only good at one game. He's, he's the king of games, that game being Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> well, it's Duel Monsters. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. It's Duel Monsters. He is Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. We call it Yu-Gi-Oh in the real world, but yeah. What do you mean? Is that not the real world? Can I not I mean, summon actual? Kaiba, Kaiba, they did have a ship go across the thing and had holograms. <laughs> Actually, I'm still mad. Like, I'm still mad. Like we should have a hologram. Like we should really have like the Yu-Gi-Oh technology by now. Ooh, you know, you know the me. thing is, I didn't care to summon Yu-Gi-Oh monsters. I just wanted to summon my goddamn Bit Beast from Beyblade. Oh yeah, that's what I wanted. That's all I wanted in life was to summon my Bit Beast. <laughs> Do you guys used to have like the big thick ones that would absolutely destroy everything else? Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. No, like <laughs> Yeah, I do. I, no, I, 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 I do. <laughs> no, like it was. They were just like the bay blades, but they were just like I don't know, they had like a extra metal bar in the middle of it. So there um, are actually defense and but, attack type bay no, no, blades no. that oh. but that but, that uh, attack defense and stuff is, is based off of their spin rotation and pattern. The, what Matt's talking about is there. There was, a, there was there was a specific um, year of the bay because you know they did they did different types throughout the show. There was a specific one that had that metal bar in the middle. I know what you're talking about, Matt, because I did have mm. one that had that metal ring. I just remember I just don't remember which one it was. Jeez. I think I think it was the one like I think it was when they first introduced um, whatever team it was that started to destroy our, every like our main team's Beyblades. They had the metal the metal gears in them. Was it never, wasn't metal. Fun fact: Never owned a Beyblade. Oh, you missed oh. out. You missed that. I had so many Beyblades. It was it was the best. Never owned one. I was like, it's just tops. Why do I, I want tops? I, I, <laughs> even, I even looked up tournaments. I looked up like where tournaments were, like how to get into tournaments, because eventually I wanted to go to one. I was all about Beyblading back in the day, man. I, I, I will say that I was. I'm definitely a big uh, Yu-Gi-Oh tournament guy. So like as a kid, like. Uh, I don't know if any of you guys know our, our audience has ever been to one of these because I haven't seen one in years, but um, a Books A Million. There's a Books A Million in our hometown, and they would have a tournament every Saturday. So that's what I did on my Saturday mornings was from, like, you know, like 9 to, like, 2 o'clock <laughs> afternoon playing Yu-Gi-Oh! with a bunch of random people. So I was, like, that kind of nerd. I cool. forgot Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, I forgot Books A Million existed. I know. Yeah. That's what... The books million that was here in Raleigh, it turned into a Dollar Tree. That is where I, where the Dunkin' Donuts I used to work at way back in the day. That's definitely books, not there anymore. <laughs> but books million is better than uh, Barnes and Noble, though. All <laughs> hands down. From what I can recall, yes, I would agree. It's like Barnes and Noble was just cool because they had like the audio section, like the at least the one in Triangle Town Center, which is I'm pretty sure is still there. But like the it was the first two-story bookstore I ever knew. 
but also like I also have like the CD section and stuff like that, where you can like go and like and listen to like all songs before you actually buy. Right. Yeah. Uh, you got audiobooks and stuff over there too. Gosh, good old times. And you have things on CD. How many of you guys remember stuff on CD? How many of you guys remember burning your own CDs? Yep. What? Plenty. <laughs> Plenty. It's... All right, go to LimeWire. Yeah. <laughs> LimeWire. No. Illegally <laughs> download my song. Give it to right, the title <laughs> artist. LimeWire. Oh. No matter what you type in LimeWire, the first like three results was always some porn. <laughs> Doesn't matter what. <laughs> Or is like that Bill Clinton clip. Like I did oh not have sex with that yes. woman, but <laughs> I did use freecds.com to. <laughs> then you had to go to then you had to go to Google to find the image, go into your yeah. iTunes, upload the image into your iTunes with the song oh, yeah, and so the yeah, album cover. The album cover, yeah. It's, oh, These gosh. kids don't know what we yeah, went yeah. through. <laughs> I was going to say you can go and buy CDs because CDs weren't the cheapest things either. I remember yeah. getting like the stack, like the stack, like um, or like, what, like eighty st- like eighty disc stack to burn your CDs and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Or you had a CD changer in your car, like you could have like five or six CDs where you just you didn't have to have like you had to switch it out every time. Yeah, those. I was like, I remember the uh, old Avalon I drove. It had a twelve CD thing, but you didn't change it from like where you're sitting. It was in the trunk. So you got to pop the thing out from the trunk and then change the CDs out. And then you have to like write down where your CD, what CD you want to listen to because you didn't know which one was in what number. Yeah, I had, I had a CD changer in my first uh, Honda Accord and then they got stuck and I could never get them out. So I never play CDs in there again. I remember <laughs> so. that now. Yeah. <laughs> I remember yeah. that. I had like a six disc CD changer and it just got stuck. So I had to just start listening to the radio after that. And it was a sad day. But, you know, well, if you guys haven't realized that we're going to be talking about gaming this episode, it's all kinds of gaming that has been related to anime in our lives and what we grew up on. So we started out with Yu-Gi-Oh!, you know, uh, King of Games and Duel Monsters. And I definitely played a couple of Yu-Gi-Oh! video games as well, well all of which have been great. Duel's Kingdom, I believe it was, where you like went around, like unlocked like the different characters and played different ones on the Game Boy Advance. Yes, I didn't play that one. I had one on my GameCube where it was like Duelist Kingdom, but you kind of like went through like a wilderness and you like ran into people kind of like you do with Pokemon and you have to like build your deck and, you know, you win cards off of people and it was just a good time. It's a hard time, though, but I just remember like the AI, like the main characters, like they had decent AI, but like Yugi and Kaiba and like um, Pegasus, they had like very smart AI, but after you learn how to manipulate the game and when you actually get good cards. Can we just take one second to talk about how... Or the Egyptian god Ra? Man, I would have been so mad at... I forget his name, but, you know, the bug guy. If he threw my Exodia cards off that boat, we would have... Yeah, yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, Yeah. he's going with them. He's going right with them. Yeah, you're getting thrown off the boat, too. Because if you didn't care, I don't care. Also, we're in Duelist Kingdom... And no one's going to care because, you know, people start <coughs> in the Shadow Realm and, like, literally sending mugs to another dimension yep. to kill themselves. Why, so Why would he even give him the cards? Like, oh, let me see Exodia real quick before. Because he, like, he's, he's just a met, nice he's, guy. He's such a trusting person. He's like, what? Oh, my gosh. The Exodia is on cards. And he's like, oh, yeah. 
you know, an opponent on this island trying to win his money too is like, yeah, I'm definitely not gonna. It's like <laughs> I'm gonna give you my sword so you can look at it. No. <laughs> Pissed me off. Alexis, was he the first person that Yugi beat when he got on island too? Mm, I think Yugi might have went after him. Like it's been so long since I watched the original Yu-Gi-Oh. But I don't think he was the first one, but he was very early on. And then because it was like our first iteration into seeing like, hey, it's not just playing cards on this table anymore. It's we're have like full ass holograms like you saw when he first played Kaiba. Also, Kaiba talks so much shit and could not back it up against anyone. <laughs> he backed it up against Yugi. Also, anytime Joey Wheeler was on the screen, he was getting roasted every time. Gosh, Kaiba did not like Joey. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> I remember watching a video and someone like was saying how he would just flame Joey anytime he's anytime he talked. Your sister's sick. You suck at dueling. You got a stupid ass well, well, red eyes black dragon. Well, I have the great blue eyes white dragon. Like just roasting Joey every time he said something. And Joey, I see. I like Joey. He's always an underdog. And before and we we continue. Thank you for watching us on YouTube. If you're watching this live, and if you are also watching us afterwards, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe on the YouTube page, Anime Feast. And thank you for joining us. But no, Joey, man, the Red Eyes Black Dragon, when the Red Eyes Black Dragon and some of the Skull fused together, that was by far my favorite card. The Red Eyes Skull Dragon. Honestly, the Summon Skull was like, I feel like a slept on card. Like, you, it was better than the Dark Magician overall, in my opinion. Like, but Yugi always, like, went, like, they had the same attack. But I feel like the, Summon the summon skull came in clutch more often than you know the dark magician. But best believe mind. when I was uh, dueling with my friends and stuff, that yeah, summon skull was way more than than uh, dark magician. So I was like, this I was like, that that dark magician's a waste of a move for me. It was exactly. plus you had to sacrifice two cards to summon the dark magician, or you can do one for the summon skull. It just didn't make any sense to have exactly. dark magician like in. And then why was it always Dark Magician versus Blue Eyes White Dragon when it's clearly like Blue Eyes is actually Blue clearly the better card. So like Yugi, find a better card. Nah. Blue Eyes Ultimate nah. Dragon. I said I'm gonna find Dark Magician Girl. Hey, instead of you know you instead, instead of having you know just one Dark Magician, let me have three. <laughs> but yes, guys, sorry. It's it's so fun to talk about these like old nostalgic things and what we all went through. It was really great. Um, but to get kind of back into the video game side of things, uh, there were so many that we played growing up um, and still play to this day. Like I know Twan was playing Pirate Warriors for the other day um, and just the whole One Piece Pirate Warriors um, genre in general. I never knew it was a thing until I was over at Twan's one day about years ago. I think it was the first or second one. And he showed me and we started playing together. And it's just it's just so much fun. So like now, then I started buying them myself. I I also have Pirate Warriors four, um, and it's cool because it's like it has a storyline to it, but its storyline doesn't go. It's like it's not proper. It goes like Alabasta, and then all of a sudden to like Water Seven, <laughs> and then it jumps to Marine Ford, and then all of a sudden you're a Whole Cake Island. <laughs> yeah, it just skips a lot. But I mean, yeah, older versions of the game they do go in order. 
Like I know one of them, they went to Skypea. So I definitely remember playing with Inaru, but you know, in the most recent iteration, you don't get to play with him. But yeah, it's just a fun. I don't know if you guys have ever played uh like Hyrule Warriors also is like a game like that where you just go around fighting a lot of weak enemies and then you have like a stronger boss, which is gonna be one of the characters that you actually know, but it's just fun using their moves, going around killing tons of enemies. So and fun fact about the first time we played Pirate Warriors, I got the game from Japan and did not know how to read any of the title screens, <laughs> but we eventually were able to just get into a game and then after that we're like good to go. But didn't care about the storyline, objectives, or anything like that. Yeah, just... I was like, you couldn't even tell what objective you had to do because you still couldn't read it. They had nope. arrows, <laughs> arrows to point to where you need to go. Like, okay, I guess we go here now. But it's so fun because there are also so many fun characters to use. Like Kizaru, hands down my favorite character, just because of how fast he is and being light, but. Like his his attacks were like they were in One Piece. So like his light beams would shoot and like blow up, like just running through people left and right. Um, like the Yagata mirror was like one of my favorite things to do because he just goes and like reflects in a zigzag pattern, and then that that, that like sends people into the sky and then he blows everybody up. Oh, it was amazing. But you got to be careful though in that game because there are some characters like that that are fun to play with, and then you have characters like Marco who yes. are fucking worse to play with. <laughs> because yeah. Marco, there's no control. There's no controlling Marco in his Phoenix form. When he when he's flying, he's just kind of anywhere. You could be on the left side of the map, press two buttons, he's on the right side of the map, and you're like, "How the fuck did this happen?" Well, I told you to go straight. <laughs> yeah, because uh, there are different types of characters. Like there's power, speed, technique, and then I think like aerial. And Marco's definitely an aerial type character, and it's just like hard to like lock on to any one character. So you'll like. Even like a straight attack is just like a combo and he'll like move from one side of the screen to the other. And then like there's no simple direction for Marco. So it's just like <laughs> that's not how I want to go with the enemy I wanted to attack. But thanks for doing whatever you did. And isn't that where the time uh, Shanks like time magic power, not magic power, but uh, Shanks ability really came in is from the Pirate War games. Because when you play a Shanks, like he can like stop time or something like that, if I remember correctly. I think it was more of like a hockey technique. But I'm not sure. I remember there was one technique where he would like just drink a big cup of sake because I think the most that we had seen with him was like him interacting with white beer at that point mm -hmm. and just drinking that big sake. And it would like, I guess, like knock other people out, which I think related to his conqueror's hockey. But yeah, and then I think he had a sword at that point, too. So you would slash people kind of like Mihawk. And that's all he does right now um, in the current iteration. It's just him walking around and pretty much every attack is a hockey based attack. So interestingly enough, the game actually shows us that you could, you know, put Conqueror's Hockey on your weapon and use it that way before the anime did. Because um, we really just got to that with the, in the anime, or in the manga, should I say. Um, but it's, Shanks in the game actually kind of shows that because that's all he does is put hockey on his weapons or just, you know, spews out his hockey. So I can't wait to learn more about Shanks, though, guys. Um, movie, movie Red, I can't wait. Like I know, he, I don't think he's the main focus. I think it was something as a main focus, but I want so much more out of that movie. I, I can't wait to to learn more about Shanks, and then hopefully I'll also see him in Elbath in the actual animated manga. Yeah, I'm saying. Well, yeah, that's off topic for another episode. But I'm saying that he is the current, you know, 
over not overlord, but the protector of Elbath. That's currently yeah, his, to- El- his territory. His territory, or that's the so, theory. That would be exciting to see. Another game that uh, near and dear to my heart is uh, Naruto Ninja Storm. Any of the Ninja Storm iterations, but yes, great game if you love a good fighting game. It's not super fair with all the characters because there's definitely like most of the Itachis have an upper hand on most other characters, but it's definitely a great fun fighting game. Good mechanics, great finishing moves, like good easily use combos that you don't really have to like worry about like X Y Z. You know, worried about learning a combo like uh, Mortal Kombat. That's why I was always bad at Mortal Kombat games because I was never like willing to learn like one character's just whole combo list. Yeah, I, I couldn't either. Uh, just so many characters, and it's like you have to pick one, and then if it's like the, you've committed to the wrong one, you're like, oh, I messed up and put all this time into it anyway. Exactly. <laughs> but you know, Ninja uh, Storm's just a great game. One of the most frustrating fights, though, I remember is with Kakazu. Uh, just because you have to fight his iterations of the souls that he's taken and uses for his protection. You know, like one's like fire, one's earth, one's wind. And it's just like a whole rigmarole to like fight them. And then also the tailed beasts, because you're like fighting them on one life. And then you, in between the battles between each tailed beast, you'll gain HP based on how much damage you did and like how little damage you take. And if you aren't like, good enough at not taking damage then it's just going to be a bad time for you i remember like getting frustrated and rage quitting like a couple times on the tail beast and kakazu specifically <laughs> that's the frustrating thing i have about like fighting games in general is like oh you need to block it's like i just want to punch <laughs> I, I will say i i played the storyline of all the naruto's though because they were just really enjoyable but what was really interesting was um i think it i think it is Ultimate Ninja Storm 4, or it was 3, one of the two, it starts out with actually Madara and uh, Madara versus um, Hashirama. Yeah. Mm. That I think it was like, 3 or yeah, 4. Yeah, I think it's 3. Yeah. And it, like, that was the first time it's kind of done that. And, like, kind of like a, it, and it was really enjoyable because you got to also try it out in the demo before you got the game because you got to like do that scene so you knew if you wanted it or not. And it was really fun just to kind of have those aspects to it and you know a fight that we all would have like enjoyed being able to do because you didn't get to do it in the previous games like we knew about the story we knew about that back fight with them but you actually got to do the fight so i love kind of going through story modes of certain games sometimes but i also love the open world concept which is why i loved uh one piece pirate warriors because you know some of its storyline but at the same time you're just running around a large map with thousands of enemies and then you and a few allies and you just get to beat up everybody and that's fun <laughs> yeah uh, i was gonna say that was actually one of my frustrating things with ninja storm because like some of the open worldness of that game was like just trying to find out where you need to be so like oh you have to run all the way from like konaha to the village in the sand and i'm just like yeah. you know this is taking like 15 minutes like can i just not, certain, like, fast travel find a certain scroll hidden somewhere yeah it could be frustrating when you're just trying to do something like that but like the fight in like game mechanics that way top tier but that's why like another open world game i really love uh, was dragon ball z kakarot like i 
really enjoyed playing through that. And what was beneficial about Kakarot was that it also like allowed like my wife to get into Dragon Ball Z because she was able to like watch me just play the game and it and Kakarot goes through pretty much the whole storyline um up to right before Super. So it was like just really cool for her to like know at this point, you know, who Boo is, who Cell is, you know, Teen Gohan versus uh, the great Saiyan man, all of that stuff. Oh, the fucking great Saiyan man. Same man, same. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's it's also really fun because it's, it's open world, lots of flying around. You do have the goals, but at the same time, you can have a good time. And they have new DLCs where I, they did add the, the super storyline into the DLC. They added in um, the future Trunks um, storyline as well, the future Gohan. So like, I'm going to play that at some point. So where I get to be one-armed Gohan fighting the androids and then, you know, Trunks after that. So I'm loving what they've that's, done so far. That's cool. Because yeah, that, that's like, because like the old Dragon Ball Z games, they just like rinse, repeat everything, just like the storyline over and over. Mm. And then they finally did something different <laughs> until like, then they do Z, I can't remember like the all in between from like, because I know you did Budokai, so you had Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Um, I think it was just Budokai at first, and or Tenkaichi's, and then it was Budokai Tenkaichi's, and the those were the top tiers. I didn't get yeah. into those. I did the Budokai, the Budokai two, and that's why the on on the in the video. That's why I have the Budokai two because I played many hours of that game, and I like that one too because it wasn't just like oh, like here's a storyline that we've already you already know. You get, it was like some like board game style fights. I thought it was yeah. first. Yeah, like the like tournaments and like I don't remember any character being really powered. I just remember, I mean, like like Goku and everybody and Frieza. Like whenever you get to the final form, it drain your key faster. But aside from mm-hmm. that, it was just it was just fun. I mean, put lots of hours into that game. Yeah, that's that. Uh. Kakarot kind of does the same thing now. Like with Kakarot, if you go Kaioken, then it'll drain your health. Um, while if you go Super Saiyan, it'll drain your your key and stuff. So, I think that's kind of dope that they did that. That is like an actual asset, a facet of the game. Because it because it does take energy to just be in that form anyway. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, you can't just do it indefinitely. Yeah, because uh, unless unless you're Super Saiyan Gohan and and uh, and, and Goku training to fight Cell, <laughs> then you just stay yeah. in the Super Saiyan form all, all the time. <laughs> Just permanent. I still love Dragon Ball Z. The bridge is like, is like, we don't know how to turn this. Off. We don't know how to turn it off. Actually, it's kind of concerning. It's like, oh well. <laughs> I mean, it's not a bad thing to not be able to like not be Super Saiyan. You're just like automatically just power boosted indefinitely. Mm-hmm. But, but then, um, you, but then that becomes but, your base, and then like, blah, that's your base. But. uh a game that's similar to Kakarot is uh, Dragon Ball Z Saga. I don't know if anyone's ever played it, but it's also like an open world you get to go through. Uh, I think it goes up to the Cell Saga. I think that's as far as it goes. I don't think it goes to Boo. Is, it, but is that one the uh, Game Boy? No, it was actually, I just played it on uh, GameCube, but I remember being on PlayStation as well. Um, but it is just an open world you go through and you fight. Like, I remember... Specifically, like, you know, fighting Raditz, so you'll fight, like, Cybermen. Cybermen are one of the most annoying characters to fight in any Dragon Ball Z game because, like, they have a smaller hitbox in general as well. So sometimes, like, just punching them won't work because they're smaller. But uh, is that you go through... PlayStation 2 and Xbox? 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, Dragon Ball Z Sagas. If you never played it, it was great because you had to go around and, like, you know, if you're low on health, you had to find some sensu beans or you had to find uh, capsules for capsule port because you need something for, like, a rocket ship. So, but you'd be on Namek and you had to go and fight, like, the Ginyu Force and then, like, the other, you know, of Frieza's minions just while you're going along trying to fight, you know, get to Nappa or get to Captain Ginyu or any of the other people that you fight along the main story of the game. So you end up playing Gohan, you end up playing, you know, Piccolo, Goku, depending on which part of the story that you're in. And it was a co-op game as well. So like, say if it was the fight with Raditz, you'll default to be Goku. But like, if you're playing with your friend, Piccolo will also be there. And then you'll fight as Piccolo and you have all his movesets and then, he fucks his Goku and he has his moveset. So it was a pretty Do you cool. guys remember when couch co-op was a thing? Yep. Yes. Every game like, allowed you to do couch co-op. Well, with with Michael, we had to almost like pick out two player games exclusively because we didn't <laughs> want to watch each other display a one person game. I could see that. But <laughs> unless it has two people, don't get so, it. Like I don't know why it just didn't dawn us way back then. I guess because we both want to be playing, but it's like like trading off the controller. It's such a thing now, but like no, like <laughs> we're at least when me and Mike were kids. I mean, like it's like it's like why why would we do that when we can both be playing at the same time instead? I get it, and it's also like kids are impatient, and you just didn't have the patience that you do now. You're like, oh, I don't mind watching because you watch people play games now. And it's just like, oh, it's a whole thing. It's called Twitch and, you know, YouTube and all these other things. But it's like, when you're a kid, it's like, no, I want to play. You know, fuck watching him play. Why does he deserve to play more than me? He can watch me play, but I'm not going to just sit here on the couch and watch him. Speaking of Twitch, follow me on Twitch at uh, yeah. twitch.tv backslash athletic <laughs> underscore geek. <laughs> Let's sprinkle that in. That's, that's yeah. Athletic nice underscore geek. Geek. <laughs> <laughs> No, like I, like was it, we had a trade off. Like we we had fifteen minute like intervals of the Game Boy, like trading off the Game Boy, when one of us lost it or something. I can't remember. I don't know why we. I was like speaking of the Game Boy. Yeah, one of the hands down best games on Game Boy is Pokemon. Yes, sir. We were. That's how you know we best friends because I was gonna say the same shit. Yeah, I specifically remember getting. my first Game Boy, which was Yellow, and then also my first Game Boy game, which was Pokemon Yellow, for my birthday. I think I was like ten or something like when it happened. But I remember specifically being upset with the game because you know you go through, you get your Pokemon. Obviously, I chose Squirtle because Water is always the best starter. Awesome. <laughs> you okay, lie. That, that's an argument for another day. Also, Grass <laughs> is the worst starter. You lie again. <laughs> Unless you're choosing Chikorita. False. Oh, that <laughs> but, of uh, lies. <laughs> getting through the forest, like the, you know, in the first game, the bug forest, I remember getting to the end and then the screen was just black and there was a sign. And I was like, damn, I gotta go to the next part because I like looked through the forest. I didn't see any other way to get through. Just had to push through, but I just never went, kept going. So I stopped. <laughs> I, that was my first rage moment with Pokemon. I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I've been trying for three hours to get through this forest, and I can't figure out what to do. The sign didn't give me any in- inclination of, like, what to do. So I just kept going, and I didn't think to just press up again, and I was just stuck in the forest for, like, a day. 
I forgot about the bug force, and it was just crazy because that is like the first true test in a lot of the Pokemon games, and it is where you just get to go in there and get really annoyed at battling 65 different bug catchers, and you're like, I do not care to battle your your Kakuna that's just going to use Harden and your Caterpie that's going to use String Shot. Leave me the fuck alone. I just want to get out. <laughs> also, do you guys remember, like, I don't know, in the red and blue and then i guess when they remade it the red and green where like that forest was the only place that you could catch a pikachu also pikachu's not that great but i would take the time to like look in that forest for at least like two hours to at least try and catch a pikachu yeah i think it was like what five percent encounter rate i don't think i ever try to get a pikachu in any of the games i did i definitely i think i was like I think Ruby and Sapphire was the first time I went out of my way to get Pikachu because it was in the Safari Zone, so just you would just happen to walk up into it. Oh, the Kids. Safari Zone. The, the Pikachu's to, not worth it. The no. place to go to. Man. Go give me a Kangaskhan. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's what that's what I want from the, the Safari never, Zone. The, a Kangaskhan and a Chansey. Which I never. That's the only the, reason I would go. Two Pokemon I've never caught. Really? Yeah, uh, Chansey, like, even, I've caught a couple Tauruses, but, like, Chansey never caught Kangasong. I think I just didn't, I got too frustrated of just, like, walking around there, because I always ran to, like, Nidorinos and Nidorans. Chansey would never populate, and Kangasong would never for me. I think also, another I would... Pokemon I never got, I never got to catch, obviously not in that zone, but was a Lapras. I don't recall ever getting a Lapras. So you had to, cha- you had to trade to get a Lapras. I no, you didn't have to trade. It was a gift Pokemon. After yeah, like it, to Giovanni, but if you had a full party, he would be like, "Oh, just come back later and get this from me." Mm, Until yeah. then, gold and silver, I believe Lapras was like on a Wednesday in a cave that you could catch the Lapras. Guys, guys, remember going to that to the gambling town and then just like gambling, getting a bunch of coins, and then going to buy an Abra or buying a Dratini? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's the only yeah. way you could get one. That's what. Yeah. Like, that's the best way to get the Dratini. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, I thought you're. Cool. I thought you're gonna go with the gambling. It's like now we're in gambling debt as adults and stuff like that. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. that was also the only way to get like a Porygon. Yeah. Mm. No, um, you. Who? Did you actually play at the game to get Porygon, or did you just win enough battles so through the Leaf Four and then bought the coins and then go over to the next door and buy the Porygon? Oh, I was I. I would play the games for like maybe an hour, and then I just get frustrated. But also, I remember like going to the gambling town to go up to the roof to buy like a lemonade to get like all these HMs and yes. TMs or like because I was like, okay, right, I need to get Ice Beam. And Ice Beam is one of my favorite like ice attacks. And I thought that like any water Pokemon I have was going to learn Ice Beam. Just it, it was going to happen. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, also, I, I remember playing Pokemon so much I got good at like. The one I, I always had an HM slave. I just did because you gotta have some Pokemon that you're gonna teach cut and all these useless other moves that you don't want them to have. The only good one was like fly and surf. The only ones worth having that actually were good in battle. But flash yeah. completely useless. So I had to like I actually got so good at going through the caves, like I was able to navigate the cave without using flash and run into all the enemies. <laughs> also had two like different ways of playing as i was growing up one was like okay don't fight any of the enemies and then one is like i gotta fight every enemy that was when i was just like let me overpower my team and then just like destroy through every town <laughs> that so that that was kind of me my what i liked to do was 
was just strengthen up my Pokemon so that when I did get to whatever gym it was, I'm a solid 10 levels above and I'm just going to run through the shit. Oh, and wreck. Get moving. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, I don't, I don't want to be, you know, the, your Pokemon is level, you know, 32. Mine is level, you know, 31, 32 as well. No, no, no. I'm coming to your yeah. gym with level 50 Pokemon. Uh, I'm going to run through your shit. I'm going to keep it moving. <laughs> also, the, the hardest gym leader I've ever fought has got to be Wendy. From the Gen 2 with that fucking mill tank. Yeah, when uh, roll out, roll out again, Whitney's roll out again. Yeah. Difficult no, gym like, battle I, I've, I've ever, ever had. No, and her, no her roll never miss either. Like I yes. don't remember, and it never missed. Like it was like, oh yeah, by the way, like it's like, oh I can beat this Pokemon, but she's on her fifth rollout with mill tank, and who has a high attack. Also, anyway. so you, also you, you get you get that one attack, and it's just like that much left. Super potion. Yeah. <laughs> I remember because, like, when you when you would yes, when you would fight when you would fight the 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 normal poke like the normal Pokemon trainers, no one needs the potion, no one needs anything. You would just defeat their Pokemon, and then you get to those gym leaders, especially Whitney, and then all of a sudden you're like almost about to win, and then they will throw out them super and hyper potions, and you're like, you're not supposed to do this, <laughs> NPC. You're not supposed to know how to do this. Mm. You, you don't have potions. <laughs> Gosh, uh, that she's definitely the most frustrating gym. Leaper I've ever had to face. Like I would rather fight the elite. I was less frustrated fighting the elite four than I was fighting her. Hands down. Yeah. <sighs> she was the worst. Actually, her and Claire were probably the two hardest ones. The dragon, the dragon trainer. I, I, the dragon I wasn't even leader. worried. Like I, I wasn't. No, the Kingdra just wrecked me every time. It's like you can't use thunder on the Kingdra because it's part dragon, so it has a resistance. Yeah, so it doesn't do anything. And then the ice beam also takes out half of the effect. So it's just like a normal attack. <laughs> also, yeah. Kingdra made Orsi like a top tier Pokemon. Oh, yeah. Seedra's alright. Even Seedra made it cool. But yeah. yeah. Also you, you the work. Gotta get to Kingdra. Also, the work that you have to do to go from like Magikarp to Gyarados is way too much. I mean, it was level 20. What do you mean too much? <laughs> But fighting it knows only, it knows splash and then it you at only, one point learns tackle and that's it. Yeah. Uh, Matt. <laughs> also, also, can I take talk about like the EXP share has become way too easy in my opinion. Oh yeah. Because Okay, like, old man. In the whole team. It's too easy. Like we didn't get that when we were kids. You got Whatever Pokemon held the EXP share, that's the Pokemon that got the EXP. Back but now it's just like, oh, your whole team. For it. You had to put the right Pokemon in the right spot. Yeah, you had to. You, had you, have... you only do one at a time. You don't get to your whole party. <laughs> Kids have it easy. Back team. in my day, we had to walk up and down this hill to school. In the, both in ways. The, in the snow. In the snow. Up, uphill, both ways. <laughs> Ain't nobody right, me. <laughs> like, I agree. The XP share does make it easier. But it is what it is. It's less grinding for everything. Yeah. Also, let us know in the comments how you consider yourself beating a Pokemon game. Is it just being the Elite Four? Is it catching all the Pokemon? Wasn't me. I was a very elitist. Like, only strong people need to be caught. Anybody else is just garbage in my way. Or is all a stepping stone. All I'm going to say is um, the theme song quite clearly says, gotta catch them all. 
Does it granted, I, granted, I have never done that into Pokemon Sword. <laughs> Gotta beat them all. I crush everyone with an iron fist. That's why I'm leader of the Elite Four, you know, the champion of the world. You caught all of them in Sword, Dom? Yes. I caught every every type in Sword. Um, and then the first DLC I have, I got all of them in that. And then the second DLC, I think I'm missing like 10 or 12. And obviously, you have to trade some because they're exclusives between Sword and Shield. But yeah, well, um, I, I wasn't going to do it until Wallace and Allison, you know, really Wallace, he talked about how he needs all of them and we're trading and stuff like that. And so because he needed all of them and uh, I was like his friend with Sword, I went and caught some. And then I ended up being like, I'll catch everything. So, yeah, I have everything except for the the la- the latest DLC, which I'm only I'm only missing a few from that. That's impressive. I, I do not have the care to do it but that's impressive <laughs> it's, it's not too difficult nah, it, it, it's th- there there is one <laughs> challenge though um on the owl of armor that's really fucking annoying and this is one dude he wants you to go find all of his duck tree uh, all of his diglets he has a low in diglets and, and they all escape i think it's like i think it's like 51 or is it 101 it's it's, it's a lot it's a lot of diglets and he's like i need you to go find them and the only part of the alone diglets you can see are those blonde strands of hair on this game, and you can break and barely see them, no matter where you are. And you ha- and, it, and it's not like and it's not like hey, they're all in this small part of the Alolan branch. They are in the in the Isle of Armor section. They're in like the entire DLC of the Alolan section or of the uh, Isle of Armor section. And you're like, bro, that's like twenty different areas. Why did you? What what is this? He lost his he lost his diglet. <laughs> Oh, also, guys, let us know in the comments which is your favorite generation of Pokemon game. Mine is personally uh, Gen 4 with Platinum, Diamond, and Pearl. Never played any of them. Gosh. <laughs> never played any of the Pokemon games or never Platinum. played that iteration? <laughs> which clearly what you're talking about. I just yeah. we, I just said how I've played Pokemon games. I'm clearly Ooh. talking about Diamond, Pearl, hey, and Platinum. you got to be specific. But no, it's called context now. clues. <laughs> <laughs> also, Platinum is the best Pokemon game Platinum. that I've ever played. I think Platinum is the best oh. to play, but Generation 2 is my favorite because you get to go back to the Cancer region and still I play will a whole say that, that is great. Like, I feel like you got the most bang for your buck in Soul Silver and Heart Gold. Yeah. Also, Silver over Gold. No. Give me Lukia over Ho Oh. You're probably. Um, I agree, actually. I think I agree with that. No. I'm, also, I'm a Ho Oh fan. Also, it is, can't I make feel a like wife it, out of a hoe. Oh, oh. <laughs> also, I feel like it's kind of ridiculous to give me a legendary Pokemon that I may kill in the wild because they spawn sporadically. <laughs> Talking about the legendary dog specifically, like yeah. that's a frustration for me. So, like, <laughs> I'm glad you. I'm glad you mentioned that because I was going to ask this question to y'all. What is your is your favorite legendary trio? <laughs> Uh, and I, I, I'll preface this by giving my answer first and, and why this came up. Um, because in at work, we, for a long time in one of our Slack messages, every hour there'd be an update of like whoever was on call and then they would be assigned to Pokemon. And sometimes it would be legendaries. And it, currently they only had like the Gen 1, Gen 2 stuff in there. And my a good, a coworker is also a big Pokemon person. And we were talking about these things and I was expressing how I, like, when he asked me who my favorite was and it took me a minute to think about it because I wasn't sure. And then... I was kind of like, I think I do like the legendary dogs the most, specifically Suicune. I think Suicune is my favorite. 
So then I, I mean, up you guys, who's your favorite, like just trio, not not just the dogs, but like out of all the, the legendary trios, who's your favorite? And remember, I didn't play platinum in them, so I don't really know uh, Rayquaza in them that well. Or no, sorry, Palkia no. and, and Dialga in them that well. Uh, sorry. Honestly, when you said talk about when, uh, when, the was it the Lake Spirits, but yeah, like uh, that's another thing. Like the spirits, I feel like are useless and yeah. <laughs> kind of yep. discount them like the yuxi uh elf as elf and something like that um mesprit or something like that mesprit yeah. that's that's one um but useless. also like the the regular trios are also trios like you think about um i think uh kyogre groudon Rayquaza. that's a trio in itself but then mm-hmm. i also think about like the reggies for that and it's like Reggie Ice, Reggie Seal, Reggie Drop. But, th- but those are those are your semi-legendaries, aren't they? They're your what legendaries? Semi-legendaries, because they're like they're like semi-legendary types, and then they're the actual legendary types. No, they are legendaries, just like the like they would be equivalent to the dogs in that iteration of the game, because yeah. like Reggie Gigas, like there's only one you can only have one chance of like getting them. Mm. But like, I think about that as well, and I'm just like, because mm, I. I probably would say if it was just the trio, it'd be um, Dialga, Palkia, and um, Giratina. Just, gosh, they are pretty fucking awesome. But I do like, I probably like second is probably uh, Rayquaza, Groudon, and Kyogre. Because I love their actual ability. Is not, yeah, not, I like, I just like their actual ability, which is not just pressure, which a lot of legendaries Mm -hmm. get. Which is just to lower the amount of moves that you have to use, but they actually like change the weather. So like when Kyogre comes out, he makes it rain. And then if you teach Kyogre Thunder, he never misses. Fun fact, if you didn't know. Actually, I think because yeah, if it's the raining rain. and then it's yeah. yeah. Or if yeah, sunny day. Or if, you're, or if it's snowing and then it never misses blizzard. Yeah. Um solar beam doesn't have to charge up if it's sunny day. So teach it to grout on. I'm gonna say my favorite is actually Gen Five, the Cabalion, uh, Verizion, and Trekion. Even though I've never played the games, I think it's a little biased from the Pokemon Go where I caught a shiny Cobalion on my first attempt. But at the same time, like I don't know, they they're more, they're the most diverse. Also, like water, grass, rock fighting, like it's. Well, it's interesting mm-hmm. because because I didn't really get in, didn't play too many Pokemon games after what. Um, Three. After the probably the third generation, yeah, so, like, yeah, yeah. I think after Emerald, I don't know a lot of these other legendaries that well outside of like you know, finally getting to use them or see them or catch them in like Pokemon Go, so or or Pokemon Sword. Um, so like for example, <laughs> in one of the DLCs, I ran into Vizirion, caught it because I didn't know what it was, and then I then I was like, oh, it's lit, and then I like discovered it was a legendary, and I was like, oh, <laughs> like I didn't know that about this Pokemon, so. Like though I'm I'm wanting to know more about them, but for right now for me they're just like oh. So I kind of like the new generation games because like you don't know what these Pokemon are actually because I think the kids nowadays they know everything, but like as a person who grew up like with every new generation, there's new stuff to discover. It's like oh, what are these? Like what type are they? Or how do they use in battle? <clears throat> I'm more intrigued about like actually catching them and seeing like what they can actually do instead of just like. Oh, Caterpie. Oh, let's just run him over real quick and then. I, I mean, I was I was a run over until like you seemed like you were worth it. I had to see you in battle, 
but also like a random thought that I just had. I was like, did you guys ever enter like a specifically? I think it came into like Gen three, which is a, was like a beauty competition where you had to like oh, use your moves and like com- com- combine your berries to like get give ribbons. You like oh, beauty and ribbons. Yeah, yeah, I did it once. Also, who is uh, in the comments, you know, description? Let us know who's your favorite Pokemon. Mine is specifically Garchomp. Here we go. Garchomp. Say one bad thing about Garchomp, other than he's weak against ice, like ice will wreck him. But other than that, fast, powerful. Also, if I was going to be a gym leader, I'd be a ground type gym leader. Okay. What's it? My favorite Pokemon is Cubone because that's and, fucking oh, sad. That's so it, it's sad. sad. It's sad. But hold on, there's a there's a story behind it. It's because um in elementary school we got lunch numbers and my lunch number was one zero four, which in corresponding to the Pokédex is Cubone, and so I've been a Cubone fan ever since. And I didn't know as then I didn't know his sad sad backstory. Now I do, but it's. I don't know. Where he's still adorable. Skull. He's still yeah. He's still adorable. Yes. Where's the skull of his dead mother to protect himself? But no. But at the same time, like he's just adorable, cute, cute as can be. Just he is cute. Just oh, very, oh, very oh, tragic yeah. backstory. He's also a ground type, so mm-hmm. one right there. I, I choose poison type for Jim too. Poison. I feel like there's not even any, any good poison type Pokemon. There are plenty of good poison types. The thing is, I'm blinking on its name right now. <laughs> <laughs> there are plenty. Okay, you got you got Gengar. Gengar is cool, but like, what else? Was it? It's a, the Gen Seven. Uh, there's a water poison that's pretty cool. It's like a it's not Toxicroak, but Toxicroak is cool Pokemon. Oh, too. you had you to wait until Gen to- Seven to get the Toxicity. Cool Pokemon. Toxicity yeah, Toxic- is yep. my is one of my favorite poison type Pokemon's. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's okay. in, like, in, in, in one of honestly one of my favorite Pokemon. I don't know, not my favorite, but one of my favorite type like po- poison Pokemon and Pokemon in general. I, ha- I the moment I saw that Pokemon and knew it was in Sword and Shield, I had to get it. I like, immediately went for it. What was it called again? Tox Toxtricity, a mixture of being toxic and electric. I was like, if it's not electric, then <laughs> yeah. And and it has two modes. It has like a rocker mode and like a chill mode. It's like it's blue or yellow with the purple. It's dope. Um, but getting us a little bit back on track. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of. Do you have like a little Pokemon rant? <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Gonna, gonna wrap this up a little bit with a few, with like, kind of ending it out. Um, just a lot of, a lot of anime video games. Um, there was this Pokemon, <laughs> Pokemon. There was this Bleach game on the PS3. If anybody still has a PS3, um, I would go find this Bleach game. It was really cool. I had an SAO game, uh, Lost Song. It was trash. Uh, where <laughs> I don't recommend that game. Um, of course, uh, Jump Force. I think I played it before, but I will never buy it. But it, it seems interesting because it is like the conglomeration of all the different anime characters. So it's kind of, well, not all, but a lot of them. So if you ever, so those of you who do like your whole like versus things, just go play Jump Force and, and battle, out, battle it out yourself. And then, of uh, course, uh, Smash Bros. Smash. Smash. Smash Bros. is good. You get anime characters in there. Cause exactly. Like because of yeah. everything that they've added now. The, throw, the, like, throw the generic Pokemon trainer out there who can throw uh, add Pokemon in there. And then you can also hey. add whatever that. I don't know. Why fire. Do you just add Pokemon trainer? 
They added Charizard. I know, but like with the Pokemon trainer, with Ivysaur and like um, who was the last one? Squirtle. Squirtle. Yeah. It's no, it was just dumb. It's like oh, like they could have just made because they just want to add Charizard in the game. That's all I believe for a Pokemon trainer. They had to be like, oh, but we like, can't just favor Charizard. I, I personally. Like when I play with Pokemon Trainer, I my favorite character to play with is Squirtle. Like, but also they added like a lot of just random Pokemon. Like I felt like uh, not Infernape. Who's Incineroar. like Incineroar? Yeah, like he seemed kind of random. Pichu. Why do we need Pichu who does damage to themselves? <laughs> Mo- one adorable. of the most frustrating characters. Yeah, but we have Pikachu. So what do we need Pichu for? I think of Lucario. There's already need to. Why add both of them? Well, Lucario is actually worth a damn, unlike Peach. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but oh, you know, I, was, I, was, I was talking about Lucario and Mewtwo. They're pretty much the same thing, just. They both but, do like the little energy ball. But they're different. Like, they're. Just like their movement is even different enough to be different. But, like, Pichu does pretty much the same thing as Pikachu, <laughs> but just damages him themselves like why but why cool. um Emma, any other games that you guys want to want to want to dive into before we wrap it up mm, i think that's about it for me like i can't think of anything else it's just you know i know there's a new fight, uh player game fighting game that's coming out recently that i want to play reminds me a lot of pirate not pirate wars but ninja storm um, but nothing else is just like sticking out to me. But it's I just like, loved anime and video games. It's always interesting to see the rendition or the iteration that relates to like, hey, this is how we envision a game based on this anime. Right. It's like come come fight me on Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Yeah, I'll, I'll say, I'll, I'll, I, I'll I know you I know you said you had Fighter Z, so I don't know if you want to talk about that for yeah, a second. Yeah, it's good. I'm enjoying the little story arc kind of thing, like rescuing the characters and I mean, I guess it's like typical, like it's like any like, oh, I don't like the characters. You have to go and find them in the story mode before you can play them, because it's just weird. Because to start off, I mean, you can only play as like Goku, I think like Tien and Krillin or something like that. It's some like so low character, right? Like, but then like right, um, decent way into it. I think I'm almost done with the first story arc of the game. But I'm about to go rescue Vegeta. At the same time, like I, I will. I will fight anybody. And I almost <laughs> won my first ranked match, too. I was half a, half a character's health bar away online. But I'm down to fight. You're down to fight. Mm. I don't think I've ever, besides Smash Bros., I don't think I've ever played in, like, a real fighting game. We got to do that. Mm-hmm. We, we shall soon. Yeah, I remember yeah. having to unlock Android 21. Mm. Wait, have you unlocked it? I think in Fighter Z, I know she's also in Xenoverse. She's also she's echoing Kakarot and in Xenoverse. Uh, so I definitely had to get her in, in one of those. I'm looking at the tier list now of some of these characters. I, I remember when I saw that they added Ultra Instinct Goku and people were losing their minds about it. These, these, see a lot of people. So, like, what are some of the characters people are fighting you with in the ranks that you're doing when you uh, go online? It's been a, it's been about. Five days since I've been on there, but uh, like I'm looking at the thing now. Like I use like little smaller characters just because I like the height advantage kind of thing. But they were I think Goku Black. Uh, some guy had Bardock, and then 
I think it wasn't Android 21. They had somebody else. I think Vegito. Mm. Vegito. Yeah, I remember. Okay, Vegito was definitely one people used a lot. Oh, I just. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say I'm looking at the like the tier list of like people voted for kind of thing, but it's like. I see that they're gonna release. uh, It's unreleased currently, but they're gonna add in Super Baby Two. Like so from, remember, from from GT, GT? Remember when, like, baby, baby okay. took over Vegeta, and then like whatever that mode was, like a Super Saiyan mode that wasn't the blue one yet, or the Gold Monkey. Yeah, he uh, they're gonna add that. That looks pretty cool. Hmm, that'll be interesting. Yeah, no, because uh, I use Goku Black because I like his abilities a little better, but I think I use him, Kid Buu, and Gotenks is what I chose for my party. Oh no! Super actually, Saiyan I Kamikaze I, attack. Actually, no. I used Boo. I didn't use a uh, Kid Boo. I used Regular Boo because Regular Boo has some. He, he just has awesome attacks that can hit almost anywhere. Stretchy arms are powered in that game. Yeah, Kid Boo. I think the first, the top five is Ultra Instinct Goku, Bardock, GT Goku, Cell, Man Cell, right there. Also, they should bring Cell back to life in the Dragon Ball Z Super series. I'd like to see that. That would get me watching again. Super and Saiyan Kid 4 Bear. Gogeta? Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh. oh. <laughs> I love I love like, my GT characters. Like I was like, I like GT characters. I don't like GT story. Should they should put a Mega Shinron in there? Why not? Yes. <laughs> yes. That 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 aspect of GT, the whole the whole dark Dragon Balls. Evil Shinrons one through nine or seven, whatever. What was the number? Seven. Uh, seven, yeah, seven. But the first yeah. five were jokes. The mold, the whatever, the water demon person. And then whatever, yeah, if, if Pan can, if Pan can have a same fight with you, and you're a a, a was a dragon monster, and Pan can still whoop your butt, you don't deserve to be a dragon monster. <laughs> Man, yeah, you just like just looking at this list. I'm like, maybe I should get back on it. <laughs> oh man but guys it, it was awesome um so many fun video games to play and more to come out uh, i'm sure we're going to dive into even more anime video games we're all gamers we love playing video games um and obviously i'm starting to stream so i'll be probably streaming some of these i have the whole geek aspect in my username so i have to play some some of these types of games right uh but those of you listening, if you haven't already, please be sure to follow us on our social media. We are on Instagram as The Anime Feast, on Twitter and YouTube as Anime Feast. Um, like Matt said earlier, if you haven't already, be sure to follow and subscribe um, on those sites and in YouTube. Hit that notification bell. And until next time. Stay frosty, my friends. Peace. Peace.